Our top story tonight, Kyler Murray is back in action for the Arizona Cardinals. His 21-day window to return to a game is officially open, but had his first practice session in today, and it looks like the Arizona Cardinals are rejecting the idea that they are a team that needs to embrace the tank. We've got that. We've got updates on the Miami Dolphins. They're getting Jalen Ramsey back real soon. And more on player profiler today. Things off. Yes, Kyler Murray is back. 21 days from now is the amount of time that the Arizona Cardinals have to bring Kyler Murray back to the active roster. He is full go, has no limitations in practice today. Kyler Murray tweets out practicing today, and that made me laugh. That made me giggle. Told Jonathan Gannon the same thing. I'm practicing today. Gannon says, great. See you out there. So, But Kyler Murray not going to play this weekend. He is not starting for the Arizona Cardinals this weekend against the Seattle Seahawks. Not going to happen. No Kyler Murray. Right now, he's working with the backups, not even the true backups. He is working with the practice squad and the third stringers. We've still got Josh Dobbs operating with the first team offense. Second team offense is going to Clayton Toon. But Kyler Murray is ramping his way back onto the field, getting back in the action. Happy to have Gooner Boy on the show. Pleasure to have you. Always a better show when you can tune in and a better show when Sansa is here, of course. But back to the Arizona Cardinals. No Kyler Murray this weekend. Might see him next weekend, though, against the Arizona, not the Arizona Cardinals, against the Baltimore Ravens. And if they don't activate Kyler Murray against the Ravens, then maybe they sit him a little bit longer and don't make Kyler Murray's first start against the Cleveland Browns. But if all goes well, if this week of practice goes well for Kyler Murray, I assume by the end of the week, he's going to start taking reps with the backups. And then next week, he'll take the reps with the starters. If all goes according to plan, we will see Kyler Murray next week. But what does that mean for the tank? Because it's clear the Cardinals are rejecting the idea that they are a team that needs to take, despite being one in five. But even when Kyler Murray returns, they just might be bad enough to still end up with Caleb Williams, still end up with Drake May. And they've got the Houston Texans pick, though. That doesn't look like it's going to be first or second overall at this point. But looking at the schedule, we've got the Seahawks. That's a loss. We've got the Ravens. That's a loss. We've got the Browns. That's a loss. Even with Kyler Murray, I expect losses to the Browns, losses to the Ravens. I mean. Maybe if Deshaun Watson's still out, maybe against the Browns, but even then, I don't know. Falcons is a question mark. So let's give that one. Let's say they can beat the Falcons. Let's say they can beat the Texans, though I don't expect they will. They're going to lose to the Rams. They can beat the Steelers. Very possible that the Arizona Cardinals beat the Steelers. Then the 49ers is an L. Bears could be a win. Seahawks is an L. Eagles is an L. So eight games or eight losses. That was seven losses. Sorry, my, my math. Seven losses, but four winnable games for the Arizona Cardinals. A team that is one and five could end up being a five-win football team. Could miss out 
on Caleb Williams could miss out on Drake May. The Carolina Panthers could hand the Chicago Bears that pick. The Bears could get that pick themselves. There's still a lot of football left to play, but the Arizona Cardinals aren't just rolling over and saying, hey, we're done with Kyler Murray. We're moving on. We are tanking like so many thought they would, but that's why you listen to Player Profiler today because we knew all along that Kyler Murray was going to return at some point. If he had been out the rest of the month and into November, that would be historic. Kyler Murray sitting that long. No quarterback sits that long coming off an ACL. Cardinals take their time. Kyler Murray obviously not going to be 100% when he comes back. He's not going to be full go. He's not going to be scrambling like we're used to seeing from Kyler Murray. But as the weeks go on, he is going to get better and better and better. And the Cardinals also get Buda Baker back, their star safety pro bowler. He comes off injured reserve. They also cut Tony Jones, the running back. He gets beat out by Damian Williams for one of the running back jobs behind James Conner or filling in for James Conner while he's out. And my Jay Sanders, third round pick from last year, already cut, gets claimed by the Houston Texans, who then cut Corey Littleton. But the fact that the Cardinals are willing to give up on a third rounder from just last year so quickly, well, that's a bad sign. And that is an indictment on Steve Kime. If you needed one more, Steve Kime, one of the worst general managers in the NFL. But, oh, wait, no, he got fired. Now, what, what am I talking about? That That is why Steve Kime got fired. My apologies. Or he didn't get fired. He stepped down, whatever. Anyways, before we get into more news across the NFL, including the Miami Dolphins and their ascendance that we are going to be seeing in short order, they're going to be even better than before. Got a word from the Podfather. Hey, we're all starting new fantasy leagues all the time. And more often than not, where do we start our fantasy leagues at Player Profiler? On Sleeper. Because it's the best. You can imagine my excitement when I saw Sleeper rolled out. Sleeper picks, baby. And game stacking is the path to positive returns with these pick'em games. Find that sneaky shootout and set most of the players to go over their projection for that week. Or you find a game going to get dragged into the mud and take every member of the passing game for less than their projections that week. And if you... Pick up to eight. That's how you 100x your payout on Sleeper. It's called the Hail Mary. So if you use promo code UNDERWORLD, you get a $100 instant deposit match. Check out Sleeper's terms and conditions for details. These Sleeper picks are live in over 25 states. Yeah, buddy. DFS getting harder every year, but we're here to make it easier with the DFS Dominator because I know a lot of optimizers keep coming out. Oh, our optimizer. What about this optimizer? But that optimizer. Well, we have a cash game optimizer that leverages the projections from Dario, Billy, the award-winning projections at playerprofiler.com and builds the best lineups for cash games that have both upside and stability because that's what you want. It's a couple clicks, boom, boom, boom. You get the best possible lineup for your cash games. But for tournaments, traditional optimizers don't work. That's why we have a lineup genius, which takes you through the process of building lineups the way they should be built. Which quarterbacks do you want to be overweight on? Then building stacks, then setting runbacks, then optimizing and generating up to 150 lineups that you can easily import into DraftKings, into FanDuel. That's the DFS Dominator. It's only $45. A year, not not a week, a, a year, a year. Just go to Player Profiler, click on the DFS Dominator from the menu, and you won't be sorry.
Happy to have so many awesome friends here on the show. Corey Johnston, love your cat just floating around. She's on the couch now. I think she's done for the show, but she had to get her appearance on camera, of course. Go, go, Jin. Happy to have you on the show as well. Do I have a reason to be extremely worried about our guy, Roshan? Well, he didn't practice today, which is a worry. If he's limited tomorrow, then the worry goes away. If not, then he's going to miss this week as well, which means Roshan Johnson very well miss. Well, he still has two more weeks before Khalil Herbert's activated, but that'll be half of his shot that he has missed. So we're still hopeful, but not looking good with the concussion right now. Also have Josh in the chat. Just traded Josh Downs for Jonu Smith. Oh, and Jonu for Jacoby in a 20-man PPR. Have Komet at tight end and Downs was a flex. Good trade. I Jacoby Myers over Josh Downs for sure. And you're not playing Jonu Smith over Cole Komet. So, yeah, I am absolutely fine with that trade. You just got to hope that Derek Carr gets healthy soon. And speaking of getting healthy, the Miami Dolphins are getting healthy at the right time. We thought that Jalen Ramsey was going to come back in December. Maybe he gets a couple games in before the playoff run, but no. Jalen Ramsey is back at practice today, much like Kyler Murray. 21 days until Jalen Ramsey has, until he has to be activated off of injured reserve, join the active roster. But he's being cleared for all football movement. He can tackle. He can do it all. Less than three months removed from a meniscus repair. That is absolutely absurd. The healing ability of some of these NFL players, just ridiculous. Gets a haircut too. He's looking pretty good. And Mike McDaniel is cautiously optimistic that he's going to return before the bye in week 10. So obviously we're heading into week seven. Week eight, probably going to miss that game. But then week nine, Kansas City Chiefs versus Miami Dolphins in Germany. Jalen Ramsey is eyeing that date for a return, and the Dolphins are just going to get hotter and hotter and hotter. This will be one of, if not the hottest teams in all of the NFL come the playoffs, and they could be getting three of their players back before Thanksgiving. Three of their best players back, sorry, before Thanksgiving. Devon Chain looks like he's going to come back after about four weeks. You know, maybe he misses five or six, but Devon Chain going to be back. Left tackle to Ron Armstead. He's healing up. He's going to be back. Then we also have Jalen Ramsey ready to return. And in the meantime, with the rest of these returns, Jeff Wilson is ready to go. That was dealing with the rib and the finger injury. Couldn't protect himself. Dolphins say, yep, Jeff Wilson is back. He's going to be RB2 behind Raheem Mostert. We're going to see different games from everyone, even Savon Ahmed having a game himself. So, We'll see it rotate around, but Raheem Mostert versus Jeff Wilson, probably another game of Mostert, and then next week maybe it's Jeff Wilson. I don't know. Either way, the Dolphins are just so hot right now. Mike McDaniel asked if other quarterbacks would would succeed in his system, basically implying that Tua is propped up by the offense, which he is, which is true. But who the F cares, according to Mike McDaniel? That's literally, literally what he said. He said the word F. Not the expletive, he just said F, because he's Mike McDaniel, and he is the best. But it doesn't matter. This team is just so good. This offense is just so good. Literally, the difference between the Miami Dolphins offense, they are averaging two yards, over two yards per... Oh, I can't remember the stat now. Basically, 
the difference between their offense on any given play is two yards more than the Buffalo Bills, who are the second best offense, which is two yards more than the 32nd ranked offense, the New York Giants. So Dolphins, phenomenal, only going to get better. And a lot of that is Tyree Kill. Tyree Kill just needs 186 yards over the next two weeks. 93 yards per game is what he needs to average to become the first wide receiver to go for 1,000 yards in just eight games. Tyree Kill is on a record-setting pace. Tua Tagovailoa probably gets the MVP because he's quarterback and they're never going to give it to a non-MVP, but Tyree Kill actually making the case for that. Tyree Kill on pace for well over 2,000 yards at this point. Ridiculous. Missed out on Michael Mayer. Should I rock out with Logan Thomas or Jonu Smith this week and the rest of the season? I think you go with Logan Thomas this week against the Giants. And I probably go Logan Thomas the rest of the season. Jonu Smith isn't a full-time player. Kyle Pitts getting more involved in the offense. And I know we've said that before. And they could go right back to Kyle Pitts not being used at all. But I think it's more likely that Kyle Pitts does ascend. Jonu Smith takes a back seat. So give me Logan Thomas the rest of the season, especially given the fear that Sam Howell has of passing to the outside, passing to his wide receivers. It's all tight end and slot. So give me Logan Thomas. Have Burrow on by. Worry about Kirk's matchup plus no JJ. So picked up Geno Smith due to better matchup. Is Geno the better option? Yeah. Yeah, Geno Smith against the Arizona Cardinals is a much better option than Kirk Cousins against the San Francisco 49ers, especially without Jordan Addison. So sign me up for that. You have made the correct decision. Moving on to the rest of the injury report around the NFL. And we've got more good news. It's not just Jalen Ramsey. It's not just Kyler Murray. Good news on Aaron Jones. He's practicing in full yesterday, limited today. Hopefully we continue to see Aaron Jones ramp up. Looks like he's going to play this week. Remember, Aaron Jones week one was literally the RB1 in the NFL in fantasy football. Can't wait to see him fully healthy. Josh Allen is good to go. There is no concern for his shoulder. So he's clear. No worry for Josh Allen. Sam Laporta, limited coming off the calf injury, but looks like he is good to go as well. He wasn't his normal self. 11 targets, only four receptions. But Levante David of the Buccaneers played a hell of a game in coverage in the run game. So tough matchup. Dealing with the injury about Sam Laporta, still practicing, still looks like he is not going to miss any time, at least for now for the Detroit Lions. Looks like Jameer Gibbs is going to come back. He gets a limited practice in with the hamstring injury, and the Lions better hope that he's healthy this weekend. The Lions need Jameer Gibbs, because now it's not only David Montgomery that's not practicing. Yeah, David Montgomery doesn't practice. Obviously, we know he's going to miss this week, but Craig Reynolds doesn't practice. He's got a hamstring and a toe, so Craig Reynolds, who's David Montgomery's replacement as the between the tackles runner. He's hurt. Jameer Gibbs isn't cleared yet. He's not fully healthy. So right now, <laughs> Divina Zigbo on the practice squad is the one getting most of the work in practice. And behind him, it's Muhammad Ibrahim, who was with them in training camp. Muhammad Ibrahim tears his Achilles. Just no juice whatsoever. But he does offer some between the tackles grinder ability, I guess. But Either way, Lions need Jameer Gibbs to play this weekend. They need a healthy Jameer Gibbs because he is going to be featured early and often, especially if Craig Reynolds is out of the lineup. Maybe they should pick up the phone. Maybe the Detroit Lions give a call to Leonard Fournette. They could sure use the depth right now, given all the injuries. Also, 
No, Jonah Jackson doesn't look like he's going to be back dealing with a high ankle sprain right now. So left guard, still a problem. Though looked pretty good without him last week. Anyways, Brian Branch also limited in practice. He has returned, and it looks like Brian Branch is going to play this weekend if things go according to plan. What happened to Zonovan Knight? Zonovan Knight underwent shoulder surgery or is undergoing surgery. I'm not sure if he's had it quite yet, but either way, season-ending shoulder surgery for Zonovan Knight. I think it's the same injury, actually, as Anthony Richardson. Sucks. Hate to see it. Wish him well. Hope he gets healthy soon because he was doing pretty good. He was already the kick returner for the Detroit Lions, which they love to have their third, second, third running back playing special teams, playing kick returner. So I hope Zonovan Knight gets healthy soon. Musgrave breakout this week. Have Goddard sitting, but Broncos 32nd in points to TE, so Musgrave seems juicy. I have Goddard, Goddard starting. Well, Dallas Goddard is a little bit banged up right now, so watch the practice reports throughout the week. But you've got my permission to start Luke Musgrave over Dallas Goddard. This is probably going to be a Devontae Smith game because now it's the squeaky wheel. Everyone's complaining about Devontae Smith, so now he's got to have the blow-off game. It just rotates around. I think either way, Goddard, Musgrave, about the same, probably a coin flip, but you know how much I love Luke Musgrave and how excited I am to see him take the field. Looking at tomorrow's game, Thursday night football, Chris Olave cleared. He is off the injury report, practices in full. The toe is not going to weigh him down, or at least he's going to be full. Derek Carr off the injury report, still dealing with the shoulder injury, but he is practicing in full. Good to go. Jamal Williams, he's limited all week. He is officially questionable. It looks like Jamal Williams will return but not 100%. That's a guarantee. Also looks like Demario Davis, the inside linebacker for the New Orleans Saints. He is going to be missing this week. He's officially a game-time decision. Probably out, though. Didn't practice once this week, and if you don't practice all week, probably not playing. And they're going to be out without their offensive tackles, too. James Hurst is out. Ryan Ramchek is out. James Hurst has been starting at left tackle because they benched Trevor Penning because Trevor Penning has been so bad this season. Now, Penning goes back into the lineup. He's back in at left tackle. Right tackle. They kicked right guard Cesar Ruiz to right tackle, which Cesar Ruiz has not been particularly good at right guard. Kicks out to right tackle, and it's a pretty disastrous performance. But the Saints are just so banged up on the offensive line. Left guard Andrews Pete's hurt. Their swing tackle Landon Young is hurt. It is just a nightmare for the Saints offensive line. So look for the Jaguars to get after the Saints with or without Trevor Lawrence. I expect Trevor Lawrence to play. He's limited today. He's limited yesterday. Officially questionable. But I think Trevor Lawrence is going to give it a go. I think he's going to play with a knee brace. So he's going to be limited. Not going to be running around. Not going to be making the Trevor Lawrence plays that we have become accustomed to. But he's going to start and should lead this team to a win over a banged up Saints roster. Did sign Nathan Rourke to the 53-man roster of the CFL legend Nathan Rourke. And the preseason legend also, Nathan Rourke, going to be backing up C.J. Beathard if Trevor can't give it a go. Either way, no matter who starts at quarterback, Zay Jones is not going to be catching passes from them. Walker Little, their left tackle, who kicked inside the left guard after Cam Robinson came back from suspension. He is out. Right guard Brandon Scherf is out. So it's a banged up Jaguars. It's a banged up Saints. Still give me a banged up Trevor Lawrence and a banged up Jaguars over a banged-up Derek Carr and a banged-up Saints team, but it's going to be a close one. It's going to be a competitive game. Sean McVay talks highly of Daryl Henderson. So why has he was he released? Uh, they released Daryl Henderson last year because they knew that this was a team in flux. 
and that he wasn't in their long-term plan. Still had a lot of respect for Daryl Henderson, but it was kind of one of those things. All right, you're not going to, we're not going to bring you back. We've got this young talent. We've got Cam Akers. We've got Kyron Williams. Maybe we draft someone. You're a free agent. Let's just let you go. Let's let you test the waters around the NFL. And, you know, maybe you land with another team and maybe it works out, but we're just going to give you a head start on that. So they released Daryl Henderson. Doesn't latch on with any of the teams. Doesn't work out with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Doesn't really play for them. Can't remember where he ended up after the Jaguars either and who he was with in the preseason. But Daryl Henderson returned to the Los Angeles Rams and he knows the offense. Daryl Henderson knows this Rams offense. Sean McVay won't commit to Zach Evans either. That is an indictment. The fact that Zach Evans can't get the nod from Sean McVay even at this point, given that Daryl Henderson hadn't practiced with the team until today, given the fact that Miles Gaskin didn't practice with the team till today and doesn't know the playbook, hasn't learned it yet, still figuring that out. At least Daryl Henderson is taking snaps in the Rams offense. It's also an indictment that he can't beat out Royce Freeman at this point. Royce Freeman, who I loved coming out of Oregon, but it is just not materialized in the NFL. So the answer to this Rams backfield is no, nobody. I mean, Daryl Henderson is worth a speculative ad. Obviously, Zach Williams is, or not Zach Williams, Zach Evans isn't available because he was added over a million times on Sleeper. A million times for Zach Evans. A million times for a couple other players as well. Craig Reynolds, one of those players that was added a million times off of Sleeper. And that one's looking kind of bad at this point. But Zach Evans, not good news that Sean McVay won't commit to him. He could surprise us and he could have a great game. But as of now, sounds like this week of practice is going to determine the starter for the Rams running back position. And it is an open competition. And speaking of players that were added over a million times, Jordan Mason is the third running back that was added over a million times this week on sleepers off waivers. Christian McCaffrey, we don't know if he's going to play or not yet, but could be something. Jordan Mason could very well be something. Other bad news around the NFL, and there is plenty of it. We started with the good news. There is lots and lots of bad news. Anthony Richardson, he is officially done for the season. Will get season-ending shoulder surgery, so he is done for. But this is good news long-term, because Anthony Richardson probably would have had to get the shoulder surgery at some point anyways, even if he rehabbed it, even if he's able to return this season. Probably get shoulder surgery after the season anyways. So this accelerates that timeline. Looks like he's probably going to be out six months is what I have read. So recovery time from this this shoulder surgery. So we've got November, December, January, February, March, April. Six months from now is April, which is when the teams are going to be ramping up. So it'll be perfect for Anthony Richardson. Shouldn't miss any of the offseason. Should be all good to go. He'll have Alec Pierce back at that point, but Alec Pierce not practicing right now. He has a shoulder injury. So it looks like no Anthony Richardson, probably no Alec Pierce as the Indianapolis Colts debut their Indiana Knights uniform combo. The black helmets with the even bluer uniforms. It's not a good look. I'm not a fan of this. I like the helmets. I like the uniforms. I don't like the helmets with the uniforms. I just, I don't, I don't think of the black and blue works. It's just not for me. Would you trade Kenneth Walker the third and Garrett Wilson for Cooper Cup? Concerned about Kenneth Walker's TD dependency and strength of schedule. Have Aaron Jones and DeAndre Swift too. Yeah. Yeah. I still love Kenneth Walker, but Cooper Cup is just so, so good. So I think I do it because Garrett Wilson's not really a loss. Kenneth Walker is a loss. He's an RB1. But Cooper Cup might be the wide receiver one, probably is the wide receiver one. 
So it's borderline. I would try and get something back in return. A little bit, something to sweeten the pot for you, but I think that's good enough. Uh, oh, thank you, Sean Roberts. Happy to have you on the show. Always a better show when we have people tuning in live. And always a better show when we have good news, but unfortunately, it's not all good news. Daniel Jones practices today, so that's good news. The bad news is Daniel Jones hasn't been cleared for contact yet. We saw the last time he had the neck injury, too, that he would start to practice, but just couldn't get cleared for contact. Just couldn't be cleared, was throwing, but wasn't good to hit. Starting to worry about Daniel Jones. It's not officially bad yet. It's still sounding like Daniel Jones is going to return. Given the neck issues that Daniel Jones has had in the past, you start to wonder, you start to worry. Keep an eye on that. Saquon Barkley also limited today, but he's still coming off the high ankle sprain. He's a week behind Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler, not particularly effective. It was a tough game that they had against a good Dallas Cowboys defense. Eight targets. That's good. That's sustainable. Austin Eckler is going to be fine. He's going to continue to get healthier and healthier, but Saquon Barkley still not fully healthy. He's also going to be without most of his offensive line. Andrew Thomas doesn't practice hamstring. He's getting closer though, right? Tackle Evan Neal ankle doesn't practice swing tackle. Matt Pert shoulder doesn't practice Shane Lemieux, their guard slash center. He's limited with a biceps and groin injury. So, Hey, he's limited. That's good. And so the Giants signed Justin Pugh to the active roster from the practice squad straight off the couch and also signed Tyre Phillips off the Eagles practice squad because they just need bodies at this point. They have no one, no one to protect Daniel Jones or to Rod Taylor. And the Browns are trying to protect Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson, once again, does not practice. And it's starting to sound like we were lied to by the Cleveland Browns. Deshaun Watson says that he thinks he'll play Sunday. The fact that he didn't practice today is not a good sign. He says it's not so much the pain, it's more if I can throw the football, the the accuracy, the velocity, all of that. They said it wasn't anything worse than a strained rotator cuff, and that immediately pings a red flag for me. A strained rotator cuff. Well, that's not what we were told. We were told this was a bruised rotator cuff. A strain is a tear. A strain is a tear in a muscle or a ligament or a tendon, not a ligament. Ligament's a sprain, but that's a tear. That is a tear in the shoulder muscle or a tendon in his rotator cuff. Deshaun Watson, and he admits, I know that the timeline for these rotator cuff injuries can be four to six weeks. Well, that's another red flag. Deshaun Watson still dealing with a tear in his shoulder unless he misspoke, but I can't see him going out there saying, I have a shoulder strain and then not walking it back. Oh, I, I don't know what that actually means. You know, it's just terminology. I have a hurt shoulder. Not what happened. So Sean Watson, I don't think he's going to be healthy this year at all. We were already worried. Doesn't look like he's going to be healthy for the rest of the season. Kareem Hunt also misses practices. He's got a thigh injury. So we'll see what happens with Kareem Hunt. The guy is getting up there in age. He's taking a beating. He had a good game. He's still got some juice, but Kareem Hunt doesn't practice. Jerome Ford, still a bell cow. We talked about Roshan Johnson doesn't practice with the concussion. That's a worry. I really hope we get a limited session from Roshan tomorrow. Otherwise, don't expect him to play once again. And Travis Homer, he gets in a limited practice. He's coming off the hamstring strain. So that just makes this Bears backfield even more crowded. Dante Foreman is the leader in carries, but then he gets benched for Darrington Evans in passing situations and in comeback mode, which would be Travis Homer's job. So it's anyone's guess. If there's no Roshan, how this backfield is going to shake out, especially without Justin Fields. 
Also going to be without Jimmy Garoppolo. He's not going to play this weekend. Doesn't practice today, so it looks like it's going to be Aiden O'Connell versus Tyson Bajant. Can't wait. Rookie on rookie battle. Eagles also don't have Devontae Smith today in practice. That scary comes up on the injury report with a hamstring injury. These hamstring injuries just pesky across the NFL. So keep an eye. Hopefully Devontae Smith returns to practice tomorrow. If he doesn't practice tomorrow, I am officially worried about Devontae Smith. That will be scary. Eagles are getting healthier, though. Darius Slay, Jalen Carter, and Dallas Goddard all limited in practice today. All should play this weekend. Steelers look like they're going to have Deontay Johnson back. He's practicing in full. Pat Fryermuth practicing in full. They're both coming off of those pesky hamstring injuries as well. So many injuries across the NFL, but the trade deadline's heating up. We're starting to see players moved already. And so maybe with all these injuries, we start to see some players moved on from. Some wide receivers traded, some playmakers traded. Obviously, we know from year to year that we get all hyped about the trade deadline and then it ends up being a little bit of a dud. But it's already kicked off. Once again, another trade has gone down. Gone down. McCole Hardman headed from the New York Jets to the Kansas City Chiefs. He is sent along with a seventh round pick in 2025 in exchange for a sixth round pick in 2025. A common trade we have been seeing plenty this offseason or pardon me, this season for players that teams just want to get rid of. McCole Hardman doesn't fit fit with the Jets anymore. They free him, send him to Kansas City, a team that he averaged 11.7 fantasy points per game last year. That was tied with Christian Watson, Alan Lazard, his teammate with the New York Jets, and DJ Moore just behind Jacoby Myers, Garrett Wilson, and Zay Jones, and ahead of Juju Smith-Schuster, Sterling Shepard, and Gabe Davis. It's an interesting tier. Jacoby Myers, Garrett Wilson, and Zay Jones, like all those players, Juju Sterling Shepard, Gabe Davis, don't like any of those players. But McCall Hardman, wide receiver 33 in fantasy points per game last year with the Kansas City Chiefs before he gets hurt. Justin Watson's hurt. He's going to be down. He's their deep play, their big play threat. I'm just saying McCall Hardman, as much as it doesn't feel right, as weird as it is, McCole Hardman's worth a speculative ad in this Kansas City Chiefs offense. Hey, I want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in. It's important to me that all of our media be free. This is only possible because of you allowing a true independent sports media enterprise to thrive unlike any other in the business. So please subscribe to the All In Package to continue to make all this possible to ensure that all of our stats, information, data, content is available to you, especially you the people that get the site and get the show.